morning, and welcome to Houghton Wesleyan Church. Um, this is Ascension Sunday, and it is also our annual youth service. Please stand with me for the call to worship. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Your throne was established long ago. The seas have lifted up, O Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. Mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea. Please pray with me. Father God, thank you that we can all be here on this rainy Mother's Day morning. Please bless the service and give us peace for the coming week. Amen. Before you're seated, we invite you to share a word of greeting with those who are here in worship today. That was beautiful prelude. 
Good morning. It's great to have you here. This morning, we're going to take a few minutes. Uh, I'm going to have our seniors, our graduating high school seniors, uh, to come forward. You guys can come on up now, please. Um, we want to take a few minutes just to recognize this significant milestone in our young people's lives. And they're graduating from high school. And so we're going to take just a moment to do that. We also want to take a moment to pray over them. And I'm going to ask you in a few minutes, uh, anyone who wishes to come forward and lay hands on them, and we'll have uh, two or three people pray. And we want to just affirm this milestone and affirm their connection with our church and ask for God's blessing on their lives as they, as they take this next step. Uh, before we do that, I'm going to start the microphone down at the other end there, and I want you just to hear from them a little bit so that you can kind of, I know not everybody knows everybody, I'd like you to... Uh, kind of hopefully attach a name to a face and maybe be able to pray a little more uh, intelligently for them as they go forward. They're going to just tell you their name and where they're from and what they're going to be doing next year. I'm Quinn. I'm from uh, Vietnam, and I'm going for JCC next year. Uh, I'm, I'm Vong. I'm, I'm from Vietnam and going to Holden College next year. I'm Carolyn Montania. I'm from Canada, and my plans for next year are still undecided. My name is Phoop. I'm from Vietnam, and I will go to California for my college. My name is Hermon. I'm from Eritrea, and I plan to study pre-med in college. My name is Luga Yajima. I'm from Japan, and I'm going to UMass Boston for a psychology major. Uh, my name is Steve, and I'm from Korea. I'm going to California next year for business. Um, my name is Ken. I'm from Vietnam. I will go to California State University next year. My name is An. I'm from Vietnam, and I'm going to UIC next year. My name is Jessica. I'm from China. I'm going to Indiana Bloomington, uh, Indiana Bloomington next year. My name is Nalita. I'm from China. I'm going to Wisconsin for philosophy next year. My name is Jimmy. I'm from Vietnam, and I'm going to U- to John Mason University. Uh, my name is Nam from Vietnam. I'm go. Uh, I'm graduated from Houghton and go to UCLA. Uh, I'm Jack. I come from China. I'm going to Rice University next year. My name is Abube. I'm from Nigeria, and I'm going to American University next year. My name is Demi. I'm from Nigeria, and I'm going to the University of Denver. My name is Edward, and I'm from China, and I'm going to UConn next year. My name is Dabo, and I'm from Nigeria, and I'm going to Seminole University next year. My name is Osaze Christopher Osadolor. I'm from Nigeria, and I'm going to University of Massachusetts, Boston. Uh, my name is CJ. I come from China. I'm going to University of Arizona next year. My name is Ryan. I'm graduating from Fillmore and hoping to study math and computer science next year. All right. I'm going to ask these guys to go ahead and turn around and kneel. And anyone, if, uh, if you'd be willing to come forward and just uh, lay hands, help us lay hands on this group. And pray for them. I've asked uh, three or four people to pray. And uh, we will uh, ask God's blessing on them as they go. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful uh, for this group of young people. And we know that you are at work in their hearts and in their lives. And uh, we're grateful for that, Father. And we ask that as they go forward from here, they would be very aware of your presence with them. And, uh, Father, that uh, they would learn to turn to you and to uh, seek your face and your guidance. And, Father, that you would draw them close to yourself. Father, we're grateful for them. We ask for your blessing on them now. In Jesus' name. Father, we're grateful for the potential that we see bound up in the lives of these many young people. Lord, we think with the Apostle Paul, we're confident that you who have begun a work in many of their lives will perform it. 
until Christ comes. And Lord, we thank you for those who have come to know you while they're here. Many have heard about you for the first time. We pray that you'll continue through your Holy Spirit to draw them to yourself. We just ask for your blessing on them. We ask for success for them in the future. We ask that they might continue to come into the, under the influence of your word and respond positively to that. Um, we thank you for the years that we've had with many of these foreign students, and we thank you for their parents who have committed them to us. And, Lord, we commit them to you today. Thank you for what their lives represent, and thank you that you love them with an everlasting love. Every one of them are your precious child. And we pray that your grace would be in their lives, that they would know the depth and the height, the breadth and the length of your love for them. As they move from this place to wherever they're going, may they always know how deeply you love them and how much you desire relationship with them. We pray that you will help them to continue to open their lives to you and to experience the fullness of your love and your mercy for each of them. Help them to know that their lives are blessed by you because you are with them and because you love them. We give them to you knowing that we give them to the one who created them and loves them more than they could ever know. And we pray this through Christ. Our Father and our God, it's, it's such a joy to be here with these students kneeling at this altar. We thank you for bringing them here. As the pastors of this church see these kids come in for the last four years and some for many years. I just pray that you would bless them now and help them to remember the the love and the care that's been received here. And for your word that they've heard, may it really touch their lives. As As they head off to other universities and places around the world, that you would be in their lives. And other people, as as this congregation and people of this church, we've touched these lives here, that others would touch them too. I thank you for your love. In thy name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You can return to your seats. Seniors, know that we love you. You guys could follow uh, Dean Dover. He's go that direction, follow Wazi for me. That'd be great. We off now? There we go. That sounds like it's on. All right. Uh, we also uh, want to remind you next week, next Sunday morning is the election of our uh, leaders. We have booklets in the back with photos and information about the people who are on the ballot. Feel free to take those. You can also access that information online through our website. And next Sunday evening is our vision meeting. And uh, this is a time where we hear some stories about what God has done in our church over this past year, as well as some time to think and talk and pray about where God may be leading us in the future. It doesn't matter if you're a member or not. We would love to have you come to this meeting. If you can bring a plate or two of bars or cookies or something to share with each other, that would be great. But we'd love to have you be a part of the gathering uh, next week. There's also an insert in your bulletin about uh, an event today. Uh, Wellspring Ministries and Angelica is one of the ministries we support here and uh, they will be having a, a con- hosting a concert today, Bill John Newborough, at 3 o'clock here at the church. And we hope you'll be able to be a part of this gathering. Uh, there's information in the bulletin on the insert about that. And uh, one note uh, in the prayer concerns, one uh, celebration. Uh, Mike and Jill Jordan had uh, a baby born to them last night, uh, Gabriel Isaac. 
And about 8.30, everyone seems to be doing fine, and we celebrate with them in this gift of new life. I'm Kelsey Mastin. Uh, I'm Rachel Brubaker. A few years ago, we went with our youth group to Baltimore for the Love Mercy Convention, and we heard about people suffering from lack of water while we take our water for granted. Not only is dehydration a problem, but unsanitary diseased water kills many people. Many people in Zambia only get 3.1 gallons of water to use for one day. They use this water for bathing, cooking, drinking, and many other things. And they walk miles and miles just to get this water. Only 3.1 gallons of water. It takes us 3.6 gallons of water to flush a toilet. We wanted to do something to help, so we started Quench. We've been working with World Hope International to raise money. We've had many fundraisers over the past two years to reach our goal. We want to build two wells, each well costing approximately $5,000. We're having another fundraiser next Sunday, um, and that one will hopefully carry us through to the completion of our $10,000 goal. Um, it's going to be a barbecue dinner in the community room on May 19th from 11 to 1. Um, there's an insert in your bulletins with more information, and there's also a pre-order form that you can fill out and put in the offering plate so we can have an approximation of how much food to make. Um, we're still looking for some food donations. Uh, we need... Uh, shredded cabbage and 9 by 13 uh, frosted cakes. So if you want to donate food, you can talk to us or to Pastor John. Um, and we just want to say thank you all. Uh, we never could have done any of this without your guys' help. And it's been amazing to see what the Lord has been doing uh, with us all working together as the body of Christ. Thank you. And they informed me this morning their goal is $10,000. That will allow them to uh, fund two wells, they're about 9,000. So we just have a little over 1,000 to raise. So it would be awesome to finish that project off and to, to see this dream that God put in their hearts fulfilled and we can be a part of that. So thanks for your support. This is Psalm 27, verses 1 through 14, which is actually the whole thing, but... The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger, for you have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God, my Savior. Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Please stand and sing the doxology as the ushers come forward to assist us in the giving of our tithes and offerings.
God, thank you for this chance we have to give back to you. Amen. We have the opportunity to pray together, and it's been our custom for a while. If you'd like to come and use the altar rail as your place of prayer, please join me. Invisible, God only wise. We bow before you today, acknowledging your greatness, your sovereignty, acknowledging you as the creator of all and the king of all that is. Father, we come today in worship and adoration. We come as your children, hearing you call us to relationship. Father, we pray today and give thanks today for the gift of family. 
we know families come in all different shapes and sizes and families exist with varying degrees of success and righteousness. But we thank you for every person, for the gift of those who have nurtured us and cared for us and loved us. We know, Father, that no family is perfect. And so we pray that you will help us. Help us to be parents who love our children and lead our children to you in all that we do. Help us to be children who love our parents in spite in the spirit of Christ's love for us. Help us in all of our family connections and relationships to know your grace and your mercy. Help us to respect one another and to honor one another and to want nothing more than what is best for each other. Father, we pray for the needs that so many among us, those we love, are facing. We pray for your healing for those who are ill and facing surgery and recovering from surgery and dealing with the difficulties of health. We pray for those who are grieving and ask for your comforting presence in their lives. We pray for all who are struggling to find a job, particularly at a time of economic difficulty. We pray for those who are trying to deal with broken relationships. We pray for all of us who may feel overwhelmed with disappointment from unfulfilled expectations. Heal us. Transform us. Give us grace to live as resurrection people in a world of so much heartache and pain and suffering. Father, today... On this Sunday, we again celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Let the truth and the reality and the power of the resurrected Christ be the purpose and the motivation of our lives this day and every day. And we pray this in the name of our risen Savior, who fills us with with joy and confidence and peace and grace. And the one who teaches us the motto for prayer, which we now pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Savior, I come, quiet my soul. Remember, redemption's here. Where your blood was spilled for my ransom, everything I once held dear, I count it all as lost. Lead me to the cross where your love poured out. Bring me to my knees, Lord. I
became flesh for my sin and death. Now you're things 
morning. So Pastor John asked me and a couple of other people to talk about what God's been doing in our lives lately. And a couple things came to my mind after I looked a lot closely because it took me a while to realize some of the things he's been doing. So one of the main things that came to my mind was how he's been giving me a lot of opportunities to share my faith with other people. A lot of this is because since we've been growing up, a lot more people have become a lot more opinionated about certain things and willing to speak out about it. So a verse that came to my mind when I thought of this is Proverbs twelve eighteen. Uh, this is the New International Version. And it says, Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So there we have a verse that kind of tells us how powerful words can be either way, either for good or bad. But so I kind of thought about this and how I can apply it to when I'm talking out about my faith to other people. And I came to the conclusion that it's kind of hard because there's not one rule that you can just say that solves all your problems with different people's reactions to what you say. So I kind of realized that there's two different audiences that you sometimes talk to about your faith. There's Christians and there's people that don't believe. Uh, I kind of learned that when you're talking with people that don't believe, it's easy to come across as judgmental. And that it's important to make sure that you're loving through the whole thing. And if you're not really sure whether to talk or not in a certain situation, it's a good thing to pray. So that's one thing that I've been thinking of a lot in my life. The other thing is when you're talking to people that aren't Christian, are are Christians, uh, it's a good thing that God wants us to use accountability with each other, but he also doesn't want us to judge each other. And that's an easy line to get yourself into trouble with but so I just thought about that and how I think it'd be help if we were all a little bit more lenient with people when it comes to accountability so yeah let's pray dear God thank you that I can talk to you this morning I pray that you'll give us wisdom about when to speak out about our faith and when to hold our tongues Uh, I pray that we will be a good image of you and what your son was like in Jesus name amen morning. Um, So about four years ago, when I was 13, um, my heart was kind of open to uh, who I am today and who I would like to become. 
Um, it all started when I was able to go on a mission trip to Peru with my dad's soccer team. Um, given that I was 13, I was, I was overjoyed. Uh, I mean, going to Peru when I was 13, it, it was awesome. Um, going to hang out with um, some college kids, my dad, um, and just sort of share the word of God with people that may not know. Um, and, uh, well, given that uh, I grew up in the church, um, since I was young, I've been a Christian, I never really had my own faith. I was always sort of leaning on the faith of my parents, those around me. And when I went to Peru, uh, it kind of dawned on me that I, it wasn't really my faith. It was those around me and my parents. And seeing the passion that some of the guys on my dad's team had for Christ, um, it made me realize that I wanted that faith. I wanted to be that passionate about um, Christ. And seeing that Jeff Crone, the missionary in Peru, um, how that he's using his whole life to share the word of God and um, teach other pastors how to be pastors, and he's teaching at a seminary right now, it just, it was amazing. Um, and from then on, um, I've been trying to strengthen my relationship with Christ, and um, it's just, it's been great. Um, and recently, I've been blessed with the opportunity to go back to Peru again for another mission trip with my dad's team. So in about three weeks, I'll be going back there. And uh, again, I'm very excited, but I suspect that this trip will be a lot different in many ways than the last one because this trip, I will be 17 instead of 13. And now that I have um, my own relationship and it's stronger, I'll be able to sort of teach those people down there and be able to share my experiences and instead of just being the 13-year-old that sort of follows my dad around and sort of does what everybody else does, I'll be able to be my own man and sort of, um, I guess, carve my own path when I'm down there. Um, next year, I'll be a senior at Fillmore Central School, and uh, I'll be one of the bigger kids there. Um, so I really look forward to having all the little kids sort of look up to me and um, sort of be that, um, I guess, father figure in the school that I'll be able to... I guess, talk to them, and they will listen because I'm bigger and they sort of look up to me. So um, no matter what I do. Um, so that's kind of what's going on in my life and how God has been working through me. Um, let's pray. Um, dear Lord, I just thank you for this great day. Uh, thanks that the sun is shining. Um, it may not be as warm as we might hope, but um, it's still nice out. Uh, thanks that um, the youth got to do the service today. And thanks that you just blessed it with this opportunity. And um, please help the, the seniors from high school that just graduated to um, have the transition to college be, be nice and go smoothly. And just for all of them to continue to um, see your work through their lives. Amen. Judges 7, 19 through 22. Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard. They blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars. Grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trumpets they were to blow, they shouted, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. The army fled to Beth Shittah towards Zerah as far as the border of Abel-Moholah, near Tabith. Now, you have to understand, Gideon is a simple man. He is the least of the weakest clan in Manasseh. One day, while he's threshing wheat, the angel of the Lord comes to him and tells him to go defeat Midian, who is currently holding Israel captive. Now, for obvious reasons, Gideon is a bit uncertain about this, but... The Lord tells him that he will be with him, and so, eventually, he goes. He takes with him 23,000 men. But God says that's too many men, that if they win, Israel will say her own strength has saved her. So he sends 22,000 home. God says that's still too many, so he sends even more home until there are only 300 men. 300 men to defeat the Midianites, who are so numerous that their camels are like grains of sand on the seashore. Yet, lo and behold... They go down to the Midianites' camp, blow trumpets, and break jars, and God causes the men in the camp to turn on each other with their swords. As a rule, 
People base strength on physical things, the size of an army, how strong the men are, how good their weapons are. But we see in this passage that the real strength of this army comes from God. Too often, I think, we attribute our success completely to ourselves. We say to ourselves, I've worked hard, I've been strong and determined, and that's why I've been successful. We assume that if we just try hard enough, if we just want things enough, we can make them happen, when really, most of the time, all we can do is pray. We can't make miracles happen. The power to do miracles comes from God, not from man. The strength to do impossible feats comes from God. Our strength comes from God. This could be a frightening thought, the idea that your strength comes from an entity other than yourself. But I don't think it should be. I think it should be reassuring. We don't have to try harder, be stronger, more courageous, because God does it for us. He's the all-knowing, ever-present God of the universe. He is stronger than we can imagine, and he loves us even when we ignore him and disobey him. He protects us when we cannot protect ourselves. He keeps us safe when we are in danger and gives us courage when we are weak. And he does all this because he loves us more than we could ever imagine or comprehend. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We receive the benediction. May God bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Amen.